The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Uh, Philip Webster is with me, former political editor of the Times, and Sheila Fogarty, uh, LBC uh, radio broadcaster. You're both very, very welcome, uh, Sheila. Great to see you in you, person. I know. Uh, nice uh, after you, having nice spoken so many times, yeah. um, I mean, a, a, a word on the scenes today uh, in British politics. Well, it's hard to believe that the scenes, as you described them, I think have only just begun. Because I mean, obviously, act truss is over. Um, but what comes next is going to be just as difficult, just as arduous and just as enraging for a huge number of people in this country, including myself. Well, you, you speak to people every day. Give us a sense of how they are feeling, looking at all of this, given the challenges that they're facing, yeah. the same cost of living challenges that lots of our listeners are well, facing. You know, when you when you start out in news journalism, one of the things you're told as a trainee is, don't ask people how they feel. Get <laughs> facts, you know. And I decided yesterday to throw that rule out the window and I spent three hours asking people how they feel about all of this, what it's doing to them. And the reason I asked that question was that, I mean, I've covered all kinds of stories for over 30 years in my career. Very, very old. And, <laughs> and uh, this, I have to say, this saga... Uh, since, well, including Boris Johnson, but since he left, this saga and the appalling approach that Liz Truss and Kwasi Kwarteng took to their jobs and the impact on the economy, but as you say, on people, on real people, has left me um, enraged and sometimes speechless. Not great in my line of work, (laughs) but it, it genuinely, I've never seen a disregard for people's well-being like it, never. I mentioned Philip Webster is with us as well. Uh, Philip, can you give us a sense of what you imagine is happening behind the scenes now within the Conservative Party? Yeah, even as we speak, the uh, 1922 executive, which is uh, they're the shop stewards of the Conservative backbenchers, powerful group of people, they're meeting to fix the rules. And I think fix is probably the correct word. Uh, for the contest that's got to take place over the next week. And they're going to decide what threshold MPs, candidates, will have to reach in order to stand. Uh, now, last time with with uh, the election after Boris Johnson went, it was a very low threshold. This time it's going to be much, much higher to keep the numbers down. There's even talk that it might be as high as 100 Now, if it's as high as 100, probably only Rishi Sunak would be the absolute certainty to uh, get 100 MPs. He had a lot more than that last time. You'd think that Penny Mordaunt might also get up there as well, Um, Mm. although they do have crossover in their supporters. They They do. But if it's 100, there's no way Boris Johnson will, will get 100 MPs backing him. After all, they threw him out only a few weeks ago. And if it goes to the membership, of course, and Boris is one of the two candidates, they might well put him back in. And tonight, I think you'll find the Conservative elders trying to find a way of making absolutely sure that Boris Johnson doesn't get on the ballot paper again. Yet his supporters, I assume then, uh, uh, on the other side of the coin, they're in uh, bending the ear of this 1922 executive hoping that that threshold will be lower. They want him on the ticket. They certainly do. Um, but 
he if if it if the threshold is um is lower he still has to get enough MPs to back him to get into that final two so at the moment i've just checked the latest odds uh sunak is is the favorite but not not a runaway favorite by any means and uh, and Mordant is the second favourite, with Boris third. And I think that's about right. That's how I would read it at the moment. When they emerge from the uh, the committee room in the next hour or so, um, we might be able to firm up that view. Um, but that's the way things stand at the moment. And it, it is absolutely amazing that people are talking about a comeback for, for Boris Johnson, given the circumstances in which he left and the fact that a, a privileges committee uh, investigation into Boris Johnson um, is still to get underway properly. So mm. uh, if they were to go for him, um, it would be pretty astonishing. Um, but uh, a lot of astonishing events has happened over the last few weeks. Can you, Philip, see any way in which this plays out that might lead to a general election like understandably uh, the labor party the lib dems everybody else i see uh, mark drakeford in, in in wales their their first minister uh, labor first minister as well calling for a general election is there any way that happens or or, or are the constitutional machinations probably preclude it do they yeah i don't think it's going to happen the whole point of this process that's been cobbled together today to find a new leader in a week is to try and put this mess behind them to get a bit of stability going. Uh, if they were to go for Sunak, um, he is the guy who, during the previous leadership contest, predicted that all this would happen if Les Truss went ahead with her policies. Um, they're, they're desperate for a bit of stability, but the whole point, of course, is that the opposition parties would love an election now with the Conservatives absolutely on their knees. And um, uh, the Tories are hoping that by choosing a leader who does not Liz Truss, um, they can at least start recovering uh, to prevent the landslide that only a couple of days ago looked certain for Labour at the next election. They need to build back slowly. Uh, There isn't a constitutional means by which an election can happen. The only way is if um, the new Prime Minister were to be beaten on a confidence uh, vote in the House of Commons. I don't think that's very likely. Turkeys don't vote for Christmas. <laughs> Sheila, I mean, uh, supporters of those opposition parties, they too would love to see a general election. Short of it, I assume they want exactly what Philip touched on there, which is stability. That's probably yeah, what most I, people I, want. I, I agree it? with the vast majority of what Philip just said there about a general election. Although... I think there is a scenario in which one would be sort of forced upon us all and and that scenario is if the party cannot control itself and get itself back into gear. Now, Philip may be confident that they can. I'm not yet confident that they can, particularly after the (laughs) events last night. You know, you probably know why, particularly after the events of last night on that fracking vote and people being pushed and shoved into lobbies, we are told, and people crying in toilets after the vote. It was all... Bizarre, bizarre. Look... It is in Irish interests for Britain to be a stable and economically prosperous country, of course. Friend and neighbour. Yeah. At the same time, 
lots of people at home kind of get a little bit of a kick out of watching it all. I have to say though, it was all very unedifying last night, wasn't it? Unbelievable, unbelievable, and 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 all the more unedifying, I think, because of what's happening in the country. You know, I speak every day. You know, you asked me what my listeners felt, so I didn't give you a full answer to that. That people. There are people out there, by the way, who I was, who are calling the program today, excited at the prospect of Boris Johnson coming back. Um, but there are many who are quite the opposite, as you would imagine. But <laughs> television uh, producers, but I think, excited about the but I think, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> but I think, you know, the journalists, you know, you know, we, we love the knockabout of politics. We love the knockabout of news. But actually, we are in desperately serious times, and some people in this country, and I'm sure true in Ireland as well. Um, much more than others, you know, really affected already before Liz Truss cocked up the economy, really affected already by the events of the last, you know, year, say, um, and particularly the energy costs. She made it worse for them. Quasi Quatting made it worse for the most vulnerable and then comes out and thinks they can breeze back into Downing Street and carry on as normal. Mm. It was never going to wash. And the reason I still think there is a slither of a possibility of a general election is that people... Not everybody, clearly, but the, the vast majority of the people I've spoken to this week for three hours a day, every day, are saying to me, general election, general election now. Not a hair on their head, these Tories can be trusted anymore. That's the feeling that's coming through in the calls that I'm taking. And uh, But uh, Philip is absolutely right, the constitutionally, mm-hmm. and if the Tories can get their act together, they can stave that off. But I would, I would question whether they can get their act together. Uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, for a lot of people, not everyone, but for a lot of people, uh, what happens in the corridors of power, and it's true in Ireland as it is here, uh, is kind of intangible. And it doesn't, they feel often it doesn't have a, profound impact on their day-to-day lives. Yep. And all that has changed it, yep. over the last year, six months particularly, with the cost of living. And here it has become really tangible with that mini-budget. Yeah. I mean, it, you're absolutely right. No politician who's in power wants their mistakes to be the topic of conversation everywhere. And I saw on Twitter a great tweet yesterday from a, a, another journalist who was in a, a beauty spa having a beauty salon having her nails done and she said around her both the women doing the nails and the women having their nails done all the conversation was about Liz Truss and the failing Tory government and the state of the nation and we all want a general election and when it's happening in nail bars it's happening everywhere and you're absolutely right they do not want that all right, that is a good uh, uh, little bellwether for the, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the the state of the Speaking nation. Speaking of which, better go and get my nails done. Uh, uh, Sheila, listen, <laughs> an absolute pleasure. I'll let you go and get your nails done. Sheila Fogarty uh, is a broadcaster with LBC. Philip Webster, former political editor uh, of The Times. Thank you both very, very much for joining me here on the show. We are coming to you live from London today. We are in Soho. We are here with the Ireland Gateway to Europe gang. We're going to find out exactly what they're doing here after this very quick break. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.